Welcome, welcome, welcome as I enter my office, another episode of Barnes University Radio. What we're going to be doing is talking about how the Tennessee Titans beat down the Jacksonville Jaguars as that's become uh, something um, that's a yearly thing, you know. Jack's going to have to do something about that, you know. Uh, They got a lot of uh, funds and draft picks to kind of, you know, make a little comeback there, but we'll talk about that later. Right now, as for the Tennessee Titans, they beat them down 31 to 10. It was a lot closer than the score implies, especially as the Jaguars basically messed up two red zone attempts that I can remember specifically in the second half uh, or the fourth quarter, I should say, where it could have made the, the, the score a lot closer. It reminds me very much of the Chicago win in Tennessee that the Titans had earlier. Yes, they beat a bad team. Yes, Derrick Henry in this particular matchup went off as usual versus the Jaguars. But I want to talk about the good of what the Tennessee Titans did and then the foreseeable future that could possibly pose a threat to the Tennessee Titans championship hopes this year. So the good is it's very, you know, it's very... I hate to say it, it's very monotonous about how the Tennessee Titans win, but the great abilities of these players really show. And when they show, they show strongly. Ryan Tannehill's ability to improvise and create more time with his sneaky athleticism, his uh, great and excellent ball placement. You know, A.J. Brown had a one-handed catch where it wasn't a clean one-handed catch. It was a He kind of tapped it to himself. Real time, it looks like he just snagged it, and it was an awesome catch. He's, he plays with great dexterity. I think that's the best word to describe A.J. Brown is dexterity. is something that, you know, you watch tape on somebody, and you see, okay, he's fast, he's strong, he catches with his hands, or uh, he doesn't let it get into his body. Um, he finishes his, even as receivers, finishing your runs as receivers. Uh, he plucks the ball, uh, great route runner. Um and all of this, talking about your footwork and things of that matter, uh, but dexterity is something that the way you move, your size-to-speed combo, and these are things in other terms used in other positions, but wide receiver, A.J. Brown makes you you know, reevaluate how you see wide receivers because I'm going to tell you guys one thing. We've already talked about this in my 2019 memoir of the, the year of me buying, of my, uh, moving into my first house. Uh, first, you know, first time father, all these distractions, trying to do shows, all these things, you know, during that time, very distracted and didn't take AJ Brown during my live process for the Titans. But one thing that can be learned from that situation is you have to look at dexterity. You have to look at how someone may progress and what they will change into and how a team will use them. Right, and then you look at Derrick Henry. Same thing. I'm gonna be honest. 2016, I thought Derrick Henry would be more of a glorified Brandon Jacobs than basically he's Eric Dickerson. He's a Eric. He's Eric Dickerson with, you know, a stiff arm. You know, obviously he's not as fast, but uh, I'm, I'm being a little, you know, um, I'm slightly over exaggerating about Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson had excellent breakaway speed, which. One could argue that Derrick Henry has that, but I'm not comparing anybody full-fledged to, you know, Dickerson. They, this is this is the Titans' three-headed monster. And then you have 
Corey Davis sightings here and there and very strong sightings. Um, and then you have Jonu Smith, who's been quiet, but could be brought forth and brought back alive as the season progresses. And I expect him to get going really over this last month of the season. So these are the good things that's happening for the Titans. Defensively, they're making plays when they need to. I mean, this was versus Mike Glennon. You know, people were, you know, saying that, you know, Malcolm Butler had an awesome game. And, you know, and a player can have an awesome game regardless of what quarterback he's playing against. That is factual. However, I'm not the type that will try to to, will go over the board. Right. Go overboard and say, wow, this is amazing. It has to be. And now if he had this, this this type of performance, you know, versus, you know, Patrick Mahomes or. You know, I don't know. Even if he has it in the last week versus Deshaun Watson, that's a little bit more impressive than doing it versus Mike Glennon. That's just my opinion. But anyway, the defense made plays when they had to. I still think there's some things to work on, but overall, solid performance. Now for the foreseeable future is, is it me or does all all of these wins, most of the Titans wins, They win it in similar fashion, right? And if one thing isn't going particularly particularly right in their model for winning, then they usually end up in a very close game or losing. And what I mean by that is the Tennessee Titans win games one way. You know, there's and what I mean by that is there's there's. There's certain formulas of success for teams. Some teams, okay, our target mark for our running back is 100 yards. Every time we get 100 yards, we win the game. Or our target mark is, you know, you know, uh, t- less than 20 pass attempts for our quarterback. Or 25 pass attempts for our quarterback. Or our target mark or our, our formula for success and winning is to get certain player X amount of targets. Or on defense, it's when we get two two or more sacks, we put ourselves in better positions to win. And it can go on and on and on. The Tennessee Titans, it seems to be, is Derrick Henry to get that 100, 110 yards plus A.J. Brown to have a 100-yard game. And then Ryan Tannehill to, to have no turnovers and or a couple touchdown passes. It doesn't matter really about, like I said, the fourth guy that comes in there every now and again, very strong, Corey Davis. He can have a good game and the Titans lose. In fact, teams would insist on him having a better game than A.J. Brown. So when one of those three things of your three-headed monsters does not happen, and then we can talk about the defense's third down, you know, problem, but that's, you know, ad nauseum at this point. So... How do the Titans win when Derrick Henry has 60 yards or A.J. Brown has 50 yards and Tannehill has, you know, a few, you know, um, fumbles or a turnover or one touchdown? How do the Titans win this year with that formula? And since he's taken over, I'm not so sure how many times they have won these situations in these types of games when those three factors aren't clicking or had to click. Now, a lot of times when 
Derrick Henry goes off for dang near 250 yards, you might not need as much wide receiver help. So that, that I mean, obviously. But I'm talking about a normal game where Derrick Henry goes for 150. <laughs> that's, that's normal for him these days. And Ryan Tannehill has his two touchdowns, not high yardage, but two touchdowns, high completion rate. And then you got A.J. Brown, who's having a lot of yak yardage, you know, stretching the defense to some degree. And, you know, what happens when that doesn't happen? Is this team good enough to overcome that type of situation versus a good team? Now, the Tennessee Titans have lost to the Bengals, the Colts at home, the Browns, um, and the last team evades me, of course. Um, Bear with me as I try to recall who they lost to, but it doesn't really matter. My main point was look at the teams who they've lost to. And look at the teams that they won against. They've beat some pretty good teams, especially early when they got off to the 5-0 start. They played uh, the undefeated at the time Steelers pretty good. And with that being said, look at how they're winning those games. Look at how they're losing those games. They're losing those games because you look at how... Every time they lose, at least the, the Bengals, Browns, Derrick Henry's held under 100 yards. Um, Colts, I think he got 100 yards, but still lost. I think one of the first times that's happened for the Tennessee Titans since getting Derrick Henry. And I'm trying to think of the team, other team, the fourth team that they lost to. Let's work through this. The Steelers, oh my goodness, AFC, AFC, I just said it, wow. Um, the Steelers held Derrick Henry under 100 yards rushing. So it, it, it makes you believe truly that this team can only win in one way. They can only win in one fashion. And it's amazing, and it, it makes me question is the NFL watered down? Like back in the day, if a team was a one-trick pony, there's no way that they're nine and four going into the last month of the season. If you're a one-trick pony, like you're you're like a four and nine team at this point, a five and eighteen, you know, six and seventeen. I, I truly do believe that like the physicality of the game is decreasing. Um, because the Tennessee Titans are a very physical team. And they're imposing their will, but something, and I'm sure the old heads will agree. Back in the day, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown wouldn't be doing what they're doing now. And I don't mean to sound like an old guy. I'm not even 30 yet, so I, you know, but, you know, get off my lawn. I'm not trying to say anything like that. But it truly believes, like, the Titans are a very old school team hitting at the right time. You know, and it's not their fault. It's not, this is how they're built. You know, that exotic smash mouth that, you know, Mike Malarkey's regime and then when J-Rob first got here, that still lingers. It is literally exotic and smash mouth. So Mike Vrabel, I mean, Mike Malarkey actually set the roots of what the Tennessee Titans are now. 
um, as far as identity and what they wanted to become. That's a credit to J-Rob more so than anything because he's the one that's been here and continues to believe in that. Uh, so, like I said, I, I really do, you know, as a been a Titan supporter since inception, um, you know, and the shift between being like a fanatic, as you would say, the shift occurred probably when, you know, there's an emotional investment that you have for as a fan growing up watching the team. There's an emotional investment like you really get pissed. You try to do the same. You try to have a routine so that your team wins every every you know week. I don't know, maybe 2015, 16, at the latest, it started to dwindle maybe in 2000, you know, 10. Yeah, 2010, it started to dwindle. By 2015 or 16, it started to become, hey, I think I'm good. I think I, I, I'm good enough to like, you know, help in some way. Like I've, I've tracked what I've done for years and it's panned out to some degree. And, you know, a lot of people do this, but they don't want to take it there. So a lot of people say a lot of people do that. That's nothing special. Well, no, not many people document it and not many people actually want to do it and have the balls to do it. Right. That's two different things. You can you can be at home and have a notebook full of things that I've been doing over the years for yourself. But be better than me. But if you don't want to actually become a, a scouting assistant or assist in some type of way, then your 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 opinion is, you know, moot. It's, it's invalid. So for me, over the years, you know, it's very hard right now that, yes, we're nine and four, the successes. Of, of the years I've been able to soak it in I feel like during that playoff run you know I really enjoyed myself really enjoyed being a Titans supporter a Titans enthusiast and then now as we win and as we're, we're having success you know it, it I find myself in a tough place because it's like I am very proud because I am a Tennessean I was born in Tennessee um spent some time in some other places but I was born in Tennessee and uh, I've always been a Titan supporter, so the support is always there. If the team is playing, it's really it's become of just pretty much me scouting. Like I, I'm really much business oriented while I'm watching the game, as opposed to like emotionally invested. And it's it's helped my my it's helped me stay calm for sure. But um, you know, it's just, it's just interesting seeing this team. I still. I'm able to support them, but still, now that I have hours and hours and reps and game film and game tape and experiences with certain college organizations or even little league or even high school um, experience, I, I see things that people may or may not see, but I see that becoming a problem in the future. Stopping the run on defense, getting off the field on third down, that's obvious. That's not a hot take. But I've, I always use the word variance and I put another word in front of it, like play style variance. But the Tennessee Titans winning style variance isn't very diverse. They have one way to win. And it usually has to do with Derrick Henry's ability to get to 100 yards. And if he doesn't do that, and if A.J. Brown doesn't get to 50, 60 
plus yards or have a chunk play. The Tennessee Titans don't know how to win any other way that I've seen this year. You know, um, and usually when you're able to do that, when you're able to overcome those type of things, is because you you are better defensively. <laughs> and the Tennessee Titans haven't been that. And then offensively, you have to have different types of pieces that can supplement what your starter is is not doing and supplement it and do it in the same way, same fashion, or better. And then try to supplement. If your run game isn't going, then incorporate a pass game that mimics a run game. If your pass game isn't going, then obviously then you have to make them respect respect your run game a little bit more to draw them up. Um, to, 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 and then look at how the defense is moving. Do you got the defense moving vertical, vertically all the time? Do you got misdirection going? Do you got horizontal, your horizontal game going? And obviously defense helps get you extra possessions even if you're not moving the rock. And Tennessee Titans just don't have that mix. They're beating bad teams. Like people thought the Ravens win was impressive. Ravens aren't a good team. They have a chance tonight, actually, Monday Night Football, to show – you know, if they've made any improvements, but in my opinion, they're not that great of a team right now. Um, so Titans are, you know, obviously as a fan, you can't, you know, Twitter has become such a, a huge high school lunchroom table uh, where you can't say anything that's that's uh, juxtaposed to the, you know, the masses. So it's almost like you're it's not even worth saying anything. So, um but yeah, I think I think that obviously they win. They win in one fashion. It seems like every time they win, it's 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 almost like a rerun of how they win. You think teams would wise up, and uh, the blueprint is out there. I've already made the blueprint. The blueprint is double team AJ Brown. You live with whoever else goes off. You stack the box with if you it's personnel based too. If you don't have long, lengthy, um, quick inside penetrators then you're probably not going to stop Derrick Henry. Jacksonville didn't have the personnel uh, on this go-round to do so. Titans ran in some pretty good uh, schemes and, uh, you know, got 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 him, got him the big fella going. So, anyway, that ends my venting session. I will see you guys on the next one. Orange University.